0: This is MMA Torch editor Jamie Pennick, and this is the Torch Audio News Brief for Friday, May 7th, 2010. Uh, We've had a lot of news over the last 24 hours. A very busy day, Um, starting with last night's Bellator card. Uh, Bellator 17 had the lightweight semifinals, as well as the uh, catchweight super fight with uh, Josh Neer challenging Eddie Alvarez. Uh, Another very uh, entertaining night of fights for Bellator. Um with one hell of a a, a shocking upset. Pat Curran defeated Roger Huerta um, by unanimous decision, uh, 29-28 on all three of the scorecards. Uh, I had it for Curran, um, 29-28 as well. I thought he won the first and third round, though the third round was uh, definitely a point of contention as uh, Huerta seemed to press the action for much of the beginning. Both got a takedown. Uh, and then they were exchanging um, combinations late in, in the round, but uh, I gave it to, to Curran based on, on damage done and um, more effective strikes landed in, in those exchanges. Um, but it was a close fight, but still a very surprising outcome, uh, as Huerta was definitely the favorite the entire way coming in um, as the biggest free agent signing for Bellator, so... His loss knocks out a, uh, a major super fight that could have taken place between him and Eddie Alvarez during uh, Season 3 for the Bellator Lightweight title. That said, uh, Toby Amata pulled off another exciting submission over Kerry uh, Veneer in an excellent, excellent fight. Um, just a very, very technical fight with a ton of reversals and sweeps and uh, just a lot of really good groundwork between the two, and uh, Imata pulled off a, a, a beautiful sequence of events that led to him grabbing an armbar and holding on to it and forcing Veneer to tap. Um, so Imata is in the finals for the second straight season for Bellator's lightweight tournament. Um, if he can get past Pat Curran, he will uh, have another chance uh, against Eddie Alvarez. Speaking of Alvarez, he uh, choked out. Josh Nier, um, choked him unconscious, uh, grabbed a rear-naked choke as uh, Near got to his feet, and Near decided not to tap, and he slammed face-first into the mat as he went out. Um, the other fight on the card was uh, Cole Conrad in his third career fight against uh, Pat Bennett, make, and both making their Bellator debuts. Um, Conrad didn't quite live up to his billing with this fight. He uh, is definitely not... A cardio machine and he's, he's not the most in-shape fighter, but uh, he's got a lot of very raw talent and, and uh, he's a very dominating uh, presence from the top game. If he uh, can prepare himself to fight longer than in the first round, uh, he, I mean, he, he definitely can uh, live up to the hype, hype and warrant that, but uh, the two-time NCAA Division One wrestling champion uh, was less than spectacular. In, uh, in, in his Bellator debut, but you know what, it was his third fight, and uh, it, it was definitely a fight between uh, two heavyweights that had three fights combined between them. So, uh, all in all, a good night for Bellator, and, and they're setting up um, for a, a, another night of action this Thursday for Bellator 18, and the main event of that may or may not be in jeopardy, as the super fight uh, this week is supposed to be between Bellator middleweight champion Hector Lombard and former WEC middleweight champion Paulo Filio. Um, Filio told GracieMeg.com uh, that he was having visa issues and uh, would not be able to take the fight with Lombard. But uh, Bellator CEO Bjorn Rebney said that as far as he knows, the, uh, the fight is still going forward. And he said he's talked to Filio's representatives, and uh, Filio should be flying into the U.S. on Monday. So um, we'll have to see what happens with that. But uh, Revney did say he has a uh, backup plan for uh, Lombard should um, Filio have to pull out of, out of the event. So uh, they are prepared in case Filio does not uh, comply with everything and does not make it to the fight. Um but hopefully it will come to pass. I mean, they, it, it can't be said that this is completely unexpected because Ophelia's had a string of uh, issues with many different organizations over the last couple of years, and this is just the latest. And um, it's kind of a, I'll believe it when I see it, when when he's in the cage and uh, he's being announced and, and, and they start fighting, is when I'll believe he's actually taking this fight right now. So... With that said, um, we'll just have to wait and, and, and see what transpires on Monday and whether or not Filio does make the uh, the trip into the U.S. to take care of his medical paperwork and uh, get everything in motion for that fight on Thursday. Uh, some UFC news. Um, Dana White today announced um, officially that the winner of the Josh Kostak-Paul Daly fight will coach against George St. Pierre. Uh, during Season 12 of The Ultimate Fighter. Um, Well, at first blush, a lot of people will be down on this because it means um, St. Pierre is out of action for another eight months, uh, as this fight will not take place until December then. Um, You know, there's a lot of things booked up before then, and uh, he he may not have been put onto a card until uh, possibly October at the earliest anyway, So moving him back another uh, month and a half or so is uh, uh, not a major, major issue, and they're going to have the benefit of three months of television to um, uh, hype up either Kosciak or Daly as his challenger and and, and get some um, good talk going between the two fighters, uh, whomever it may be, against uh, George St. Pierre, but... uh, I mean, just a lot of significance on this Kostjak daily fight tomorrow night um, from the Bell Center in Montreal, Quebec, Canada. Uh, Speaking of, I said yesterday I would go through my main card uh, breakdown and predictions for uh, the event with uh, Patrick Cote and Alan Belcher uh, starting off the card. Um, This is a, a, a very, very good middleweight bout. Uh, Cote is making his first appearance in the Octagon since losing to Anderson Silva at UFC 90 in October of 08. He blew out his knee in that fight, and it's been a a long road back since then. Um, But I like him in this fight, I think. With the home crowd uh, uh, here, he's definitely got knockout ability, and uh, I I like him to take this fight... his layoff may affect him here. Belcher is a good fighter and, and very well could uh, take advantage of a lot of different things from Cote. But um, I, I definitely like uh, the Quebec native to, to pick up a win um, in front of a hometown crowd. Uh, the Kimbo Slice Matt Mitrione fight. Um, no real reason I have this pick, but I, I want to see Kimbo pull off a submission in the in the octagon. So I've got him taking it in the second round by submission. Um, Mitrione's more than capable of knocking Kimbo out. Kimbo's more than capable of knocking Mitrione out. So, uh, this could be a slugfest or, um, Kimbo could be s- smart and, uh, utilize what is actually a superior ground game over Mitrione. Um, as he's been improving with American top team and, you know, he showed off some stuff with the Kimbo plex, uh, against Houston Alexander. So, um, we'll see what he's able to do here, but, uh, could be could be an interesting fight. Jeremy Stevens and Sam Stout, I, I, you know, the only lightweight fight on the card should be an entertaining scrap. And Sam Stout is always in uh, entertaining fights. Uh, I, I, I think he'll pick up another decision victory here. I think he's a little bit better than Stevens. And, and in a very solid fight, I, I, I think Stout's the one to take it. Uh, on to that Kostrek daily fight. Uh, this comes down to whether or not Josh is smart and takes this fight to the ground <clears throat> if if he takes it to the ground and uses his vastly superior wrestling he should be able to pull off a submission if he tries to stand and bang with Paul Daly he's going to get knocked out that's just how it is um, you know he, he thinks more highly of his striking than is actually the case and uh, I, I think he's going to find himself in a lot of danger if he, if he decides to uh, stand and trade with Paul Daly I don't think he's going to do that. I think he's going to be much smarter. He knows this is his chance to finally get a uh, title shot in the UFC. I mean, he's 12-4 and 4 in the UFC. He's been around for quite a while, uh, You know, obviously being one of the charter members of The Ultimate Fighter, and this is his chance to get a title shot that has evaded him thus far. Uh, and I, I think he's going to take full advantage of it. I wholly expect... Uh, Josh Kostrek to pull off the submission victory in this fight. Um, Paul Daly can absolutely knock him out. Uh, I don't think it's going to happen uh, tomorrow night, and uh, I'm expecting Kostrek to win. Uh, On to the main event, Lyoto Machida and Mauricio Shogun Hua. You know, I, I'm in the camp that firmly believes Shogun did absolutely everything he could to win that fight uh, the first time around last October. I thought he did win that fight last October, um, obviously. The, the judges did not feel that way, even though um, I'd, I'd say a good 80 to 90% of observers and people uh, that were calling the fight that night and reporting on the fight that night, and, and fans everywhere, you know, uh, I'd say 80 to 90% of them thought Chauvin won that fight, but regardless to say, um, Machida held on to his title and uh, uh, got the hand surgery afterward to uh, delay this rematch, but it was close enough that we got this immediate rematch and uh, with, with, Sh- with Shogun doing absolutely everything he, can- he could to win that first fight and not coming away with the belt, uh, I-, I honestly think Machida did not have his best performance and uh, I-, I think we're going to see a much better Lyoto Machida in this fight and I'm wholly expecting um, another highly entertaining fight, another very technical fight, um, but I-, I think Machida's got what it takes if he's completely on his game, which he was not in October. And uh, I, I've got the champ ma- leaving no doubt about it and picking up a TKO victory in the fourth round of this one. So I'm expecting a very entertaining event tomorrow night, and uh, hopefully with a couple of quick finishes, we'll get to see some of that undercard action because it should be a very enjoyable event top to bottom. Um, let's see, what else we got? Oh, some strike force news. There was uh, some, some rumblings this week that Lyle Bierbaum would not be facing off with Vidor uh, Shaolin Ribeiro next week at Strike Force Heavy Artillery. They're scheduled for the uh, um, preliminary card. Uh, Bierbaum went on to the Underground Forum and uh, stated that he was looking for a, a lawyer to get him out of his Strike Force con- contract. Uh, and when someone asked him if he was going to be fighting uh, Hibero anymore, he said it doesn't look good. So he um, had a lot of questions as to what exactly was going on. Um, his camp came out with a statement today um, where he said, I was upset when I wrote what I wrote, and I apologize if my pose caused any problems or confusion. I'm committed to being the best fighter I can be, and I want to become the strike force lightweight champion. Being the best is all that matters to me. I realize that I must focus 100% on training and fighting and allow my management to handle the business side of things. And I plan to live by that going forward. I also plan to be the victor in my fight with Shaolin and prove to the MMA world that I'm a legit force to be reckoned with. So that fight is no longer in danger. It's going to take place on the uh, preliminary card. Whether or not they tape it um, is, is still up up in the air because um, they haven't been doing that with any of their other events. It's a fight that absolutely should be taped in case they have time, as they always have time on their Showtime broadcasts. But um, we'll see what happens. In some other UFC news, uh, Clay Guida and Rafael Dos Anjos are uh, reportedly coming to UFC 117. It's a very entertaining lightweight lightweight fight between uh, um, a guy in Dos Anjos that has really turned it on and put together three straight wins after losing his first two in the UFC, and um, Clay Guida who is coming off one of his most impressive victories in a submission over Shannon Gugarty. So, uh, a very good fight for the undercard of this 112, car, uh, 112 event. Um, finally, James Irvin is moving back up to the light heavyweight division at UFC on versus two. and He will take on Igor Pokrajic. Um, this is a, a good move as uh, Irvin looked terrible in the middleweight division against Alessio Sakara earlier this year, and uh, he, he's... Definitely going to um, need all the strength that he he lost by cutting so much weight. He looked just completely emaciated at 185 pounds. So um, I, I think this is it, this is definitely uh, a, a good thing for Irvin. And I'm surprised that Bukradic is getting another shot after going 0-2 in the in the octagon. But um, this is kind of a, a loser leaves town match, and it's it's a last chance for both fighters. So. I'm glad Irvin is getting another chance because the cut to middleweight did not help him coming off of a nearly two-year layoff. And uh, we'll we'll see what he can do here at UFC on Versus 2. So that's all I've got for today. Um, We will have live coverage, as always, for tomorrow night's UFC 113 event. And then uh, Sunday night, join us on the MMA Torch livecast. Sunday conversation on blogtalkradio.com as uh, me and Torch columnist Matt Pilkey host a two hour conversation on all the uh, uh, goings on from this week in MMA including uh, the Bellator results and uh, probably a long time spent on uh, tomorrow night's UFC 113 card so join us for that uh, conversation on Sunday once again that's at uh, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern time Um, and you can join in the conversation there you can call in Uh, join us in the chat room, send an email questions, Um, just uh, all of the above, and and we'll talk to you guys on Sunday. So uh, once again, this is Jamie Penick signing off.